0: Don't ask me to talk.
1: Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacey Heller.
0: Hello and happy 2022. I have yet to write the year. Uh, saying it, I find, is much easier. Uh, welcome to the show. If you can't listen live each week, don't forget you can find Don't Ask Me To Talk wherever you listen to podcasts or go ahead and text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you will get show details sent right to you. If you want to connect or you have a comment or a question, the number is 425-373-5527 or you can always find me through my website, um, my guest today is Gary Malcolm of Key Growth Coaching and Consulting. Hello. I don't think it was planned that um, coaching and consulting would be my first show into the new year. Or maybe you had a plan.
2: No, I don't think it was a plan. In fact, it was kind of a comedy of errors to get here, right? Right. <laughs> I, I think, you know,
0: we kept trying to reschedule and we kept having issues. And um, But I do believe that the universe presents us with what is meant to be. It always does. Right. Uh, So welcome to you Malcolm. Finally we get to meet. Um, So my rant and ramble. First of all happy new year to everyone. Um, Hello to mom and to Lee and to Diane. Uh, Mom this week has been very frustrated. A broken refrigerator which is a really crucial and essential thing for her. She needs two things in life. Cold for the refrigerator and ice for her scotch. There is not much in the refrigerator. I'm not sure if she still keeps her holy water in the refrigerator, and one does have to wonder if holy water needs to be chilled. I don't think it does, but I don't know where else you put holy water. Eric, thoughts on where you would put holy water?
1: Uh, in a vestibule?
0: <laughs> I know. I don't know. I'm like, where, where does one put holy water? And, you know, you sometimes... Get it, and I, I'm like, do you chill it? Is it like in a in case of an emergency break, and you can use it?
1: Yeah, yeah. seems like if you put it in the fridge, you run the risk of drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, Which I mean, is is that acceptable? I mean, i'm I'm a lapsed Catholic, so i I've forgotten whether it's acceptable to drink holy water or not
0: well, it's it's obviously <laughs> been it blessed, is, but it hasn't been yeah. consecrated, so it's not then the body and blood of Christ. right. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask Mom this. I've sure. got
1: electrolytes, so it's <laughs> probably good for you.
0: <laughs> I mean, one could argue that anything that is blessed and holy is good for you. And you so go. however it is that you consume it, this is a good thing. Um, so last week, mom's feedback on the show was that I talked far too much about the tattoo. She's not a fan of tattoos, is never going to be a fan of tattoos. And so naturally I had to bring it up this week just to annoy her. Um, it's really a non-thing. I just literally brought it up so that it would annoy her. So you're welcome, mom. Um, my last thing is New Year's Eve. I really hate New Year's Eve as a holiday. It started I think when I had my first, I'm doing air quotes here, adult New Year's Eve, I was dating my then boyfriend, now husband, Pete. It was probably 1990, 1991. We were in New York. We went to some event. I was all dressed up. Over the course of the night, I was drinking uh, the drink, Sex on the Beach. Had never had it. The night started out, all sorts of decorum. I'm all dressed up. By the end of the night, me going into the bathroom and, like, lifting up my dress and pulling down the stockings and everything was, like, one fluid movement. It was not pretty. Um, and then I had champagne. And that is like throwing Mentos into a soda. It just meant that I exploded. And I christened every mode of transportation that New York City has to offer. Yeah, it was not good. Um, I mean, to the point where at our wedding, I I sort of fake sipped the champagne because the thought of champagne just makes me ill. So fast forward to New Year's Eve 2022 or 2021, and a good friend of mine, Vance Dingfelder, the owner of Dingfelder's Delicatessen in um, Capitol Hill, go check it out. um, Unfortunately, he and his girlfriend were sick not with COVID, with a stomach bug, and couldn't go to Delil. And they had reservations for two at DeLille in the lounge. Naturally, there was wine and a lot of bubbly. The food was amazing. And I drank the wine, the bubbly, I tried. But I just, I still have PTSD from champagne. I don't know. I just can't do it. Are you a champagne person, Eric?
1: Yeah, it depends on the champagne, you know. There's some good ones out there, I think. Uh, But it's interesting you blame the champagne and not the sex on the beach.
0: Well, naturally. (laughs) I mean.
1: Which I had to look up, which is vodka, peach schnapps, orange juice, cranberry juice. It's a lot of citrus acid in there, you know, combined with the alcohol. So that could be your stomach uh, troubles there, it, for sure. It could
0: have been. I definitely was fighting off scurvy, which I think citrus is what you need to fight off scurvy when you were crossing the Atlantic. Right. <laughs> so I think I have fought off scurvy for my entire life now. There you go. Um, yeah, and, you know, details, details. It's my story. I get to tell it the way I want. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, it ended up being a lovely, lovely uh, night at Delil. And what was really great is they ended the evening... So that you finished up around 9.45 or so. So then we headed to SIP. Oh, and in terms of COVID protocols, it was great. We sat like alone at a little spot. Our servers were all masked up. Um, So you were like in a lovely setting, but kind of alone in a group. Mm. And then we went to SIP, which is our weekly spot. Tuesday night, date night. We'll be there tonight. Um, And they were ringing in New Year's Eve with Tony, who uh, does a I think he still does a show. Um, It's like Italian radio. Um, And he was singing. So I mean, at your your, like home bar listening to Tony sing and croon, you know, Dean Martin and the Rat Pack and all of that. um, And people watching people that had already passed the too many sex on the beach stage. <laughs> so, it was a really fun fun night. So, anyway, so happy new year's everyone. Um, okay.
1: Sounds like you can start liking new year's eve again then.
0: I can. It turns mm. out it's not about all of that stuff. Which it just it always seems like if I put a lot of thought into it, it never like it never meets the expectations whereas this ended up quite literally happening all on the day. And it was awesome. So I guess maybe that's a lesson that everybody needs to learn going into each new year is be a little bit more flexible, which is not my stasiism. So I found a quote today when I knew I was going to talk about my hopes and goals for 2022. Uh, the quote is by Mark Shand. I have no idea who Mark is. Sure, he's a lovely guy. Uh, the quote is, save the elephants and then you save yourself. Now, I am not now suddenly like we must save the elephants. I've been on a wildfire kick for quite a while talking about how to get rid of all these forest fires. This is not my new thing. It's more that in 2022, what I am manifesting and hoping for this show is to talk to, befriend, address the elephant in any room. I have decided that it is one of the gifts that I have. I like talking about the things that most people are uncomfortable talking about. I like asking the questions. I don't like to make assumptions. And so I feel like if you save the elephants out in the world and you have the conversations with them and you befriend them, then in a way you save yourself because you are growing, you're curious, you're expanding uh, your knowledge base. You're learning, you're inspiring, and frankly, on a really more serious note, how many lives could literally be saved if they had just been seen by someone? And so that is my goal. Um, I'm hoping that with every guest that I have on, that a common theme is, what's your elephant? Um, And then, interestingly, if that's sort of my theme, then my word for the year is boundaries. Because it's great to collect and embrace all of these elephants. I just have a tendency to adopt them all. And that is not healthy for me, nor is it healthy for them. And so it's it's an interesting thing to want uh, to talk to and talk about elephants. And at the same time, simultaneously create boundaries. So that's... Um, I don't know it's just it's more healthy. I have a tendency to take other people's stuff on and um, I have my own baggage, like a full set, like a really nice, heavy full set. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need anyone else's Jan sport or like you know whatever I'm I, I'm good. thank you very much. um so that is my plan for twenty twenty two and I am hoping that this year I have more interaction with listeners, all 10 of them. I mean, I I talk with three of my listeners almost every week, my mom and Diane and Lee, um, and obviously I talk with Eric. However, there's got to be more of you out there. And so I would love to hear from people that listen to the show or listen to the podcast, and you don't have to come on, but tell me about some elephants that uh, you want me to befriend, address, and talk about. Um, Okay, let's take a really quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to chat with Gary, and I have a feeling he'll have thoughts on elephants.
2: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. All right, we'll be right back with Don't Ask Me To Talk.
1: But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for this show is all about you. A show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com.
0: Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com.
3: Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul.
0: Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. Of course, I wish you could hear the conversations that we have during the break because they're always very interesting. Uh, Gary and I were talking about my my word, boundaries, and he suggested that perhaps an interchangeable word with that would be choices whatever. And um, then I followed up saying that I sometimes make choices and those choices maybe impact other people because I'm trying to save them, air quotes again. Uh, But ultimately, is that about feeding my ego or is it about teaching those people to fish? And what was your response?
2: Well, just do the or do you know those people as being big enough to make their own choices and figure it out for themselves?
0: To which I scoffed and said, "Okay, Gare." <laughs> 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 so, um, so that kind of leads us perfectly into uh, you and I chatted. We were introduced by a mutual friend a while ago, and you know, we when we met via Zoom, we just sort of went whatever way the wind took us, and so we're going to do the same thing today. I'm curious, um, with your your cap on of coaching and consulting. Thoughts on the elephant and boundaries?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, my world, my realm is more in, in business coaching and consulting, and I do that for business owners. But we only have one life, right? right. So what happens to us at the business, the job, the whatever it is, is also the same thing that happens to us in the rest of our lives as well. So what I... What I what I want to dig into, though, is that the, that whole elephant thing. M- Melissa's our mutual f- friend. And yes. She likes to talk about ele- elephants as well. Uh-huh. I <laughs> Melissa is awesome. So in this world of, of elephants and these things that you love to do, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, what is it about taking on other people's elephants?
0: Okay. I see this is going to be like a therapy session here. So what <laughs> I have sort of recognized in the past I'm I don't know in the past couple years maybe um, I was explaining to somebody recently that I always loved working in my school theater and plays and those kinds of things I always worked behind the scenes and I had that like secret desire to like go out on stage and in my really bad uh, Kate Smith meets Ethel Merman singing voice like sing some big song, and really couldn't step into it. I'm not a singer, and I'm not an actor. I don't know how to be anyone other than myself. And so now having this show that is, as you say, you have only one life, and really your personal brand ideally would work with your professional brand. And so for me, that is just showing up authentically. And so to me, I guess what I mean by the elephant is that that thing that people that it's authentically them and they think it's an obstacle or a weakness or something that shouldn't be discussed. And I'm like, no, it makes you unique and it makes you special and it makes you interesting. And so, you know, they're perfectly fine to function on their own. I just am sort of like I'm always curious, like I'll find that person and I'm like. They have something interesting, something unique and special, and they they may know it, or they may not. And I want to find out what it is.
2: Got it. Is your radio show your elephant as well? Is that like an example of your elephant?
0: Um, my my radio <laughs> or- show is because I like to joke. Um, I used to follow my mom around the house while she dusted, um, talking to her and. It was the only way she could stay moderately focused. <laughs> she says, once I moved out, she never does it again. Um, and so I have a lot to say. And I'm like, I want to share it with people. And I want to uh, have people feel comfortable about talking about anything. And I'm hoping to model that curiosity and acceptance of people and meeting them where they are. So maybe my elephant is sort of stepping into like all right i i want to go big and you know and this is my first step to going big and i want to share my mission of talking to people on a bigger scale i don't know
2: that's awesome oh it's still good it's it's great in that like oh i want to do all of these things and i also heard that you're like picking up things with other people as well so where does it where does it come to like not picking up other people's elephants or if we want to start seeing choices, right, right, to, right. To, to, to now have you, uh, I don't know, dispersed, scattered, however you want to put it.
0: Yeah, well, I am famously scattered. I have so many different ideas going on at any given time, and I will, as it relates to other people and their choices, um, so while you focus your coaching and consulting on business stuff, I have an intuitive ability that I – also focus on people's typically their um, their professional side. And so when I meet with a client, you know, I'm like, why aren't you doing this? You should think about this. You should do this. You should do this. Now, I don't have a roadmap on how to get there. I have no idea how to get there. I just see it so clearly. I see their potential. And so with these, these elephants that I'm picking up, it's more the – let me give you an example. Uh, yeah. There's a young man who – hopefully if it works out, is going to be on my show in a couple of weeks. He uh, was working for me as we're doing our kitchen remodel. And for whatever reason, one day decided to go down, hang out in the kitchen. I have so many things to do, but struck up a conversation with him and a uh, really shy, reserved guy and find out over the course of this conversation that he had actually been incarcerated in Texas uh, for dealing uh, drugs. And so I ask the question like so are you like part of a drug cartel (laughs) like was this like massive amounts (laughs) of like you know heroin meth like what was this and he was like no i was um basically selling marijuana um like a street dealer that kind of thing trying to make money to help um pay for my son and and whatever and he ends up doing two years in federal prison hard time And now he is trying to have a job and the things that he has to fulfill as part of his obligations um, are not congruent with, you want me to work 40 hours and become a, you know, a taxpaying citizen. And yet the times that he's able to do his counseling or connect with people are during those eight hours. I mean, his hands are tied at every turn. Mm. Now, is all of this my problem? No. However, is all of this something that I didn't know about before? And that by being curious and asking him questions I learned about and I can potentially uh, learn more about and make other people aware about it. So that's that's what I mean.
2: Yeah, that's really great. And it's we all hear and we even see TV shows along that same sort of spectrum on like, boy, this is a really tough road to hoe if you. Really trying to make a correction in your life that way, right? Yeah,
0: right. That's, that's so for me, you know, and you're you're right, yeah. Gare.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do have a tendency. Then, if I, um, you know, some elephants I stumble upon, some they're like in my home, and so I end up um, making choices where I'm like, oh, you know, I see the potential in this person and some ideas of what they can do, and become too vested, and realize that, wait a minute, I can't want this more than somebody else does, and that I need to then set those boundaries and let them make their choices.
2: Your gift is, like, just, you know, from our previous conversation and today, is, like, really clear. Like, your gift is wanting people to be heard, including yourself, right, and really having that out there and be heard. And I would, I would I, I do a course where it's called Pinnacle Gift, and we really discover. It's a one-day course where we, we discover what people's gift is. And, and generally one of the questions I ask during that day is, you know, what do you do that you feel more energized at the end of than when you began? Mm-hmm. Do you have more energy at the end of this show than you did at the beginning? Always. Always, right? Yeah. Like that's how you know you're working in your gift. You're working in your thing. So, yeah, finding that balance between sharing stories and having to be the champion on those stories is probably a big a struggle for you.
0: Totally. And so that's that's one of the things then that, uh, you know, that ego piece that comes in and I'm becoming acutely aware of my own ego and whether it's vanity and needing to be the um, the hero of that story or whether it's insecurity and feeling like, you know, if I save that person, is it somehow saving me or, you know, something. Um, So it's, you know, it's something that I'm trying to explore more.
2: Well, it's it's a, it's a great thing to explore. And the thing to explore is you already, I think you're ahead of the curve. Like you really know where your strength is, like what it is that you love doing. Now the choice comes into stop trying to do everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and build teams and teamwork around you, right? Have other people that can help you accomplish the things and still be able to be that voice.
0: Right. So the work that you do, you mentioned this one class. Yep. Um, what are some of the other things that you do? So let's use let's use me as an example. Am I, um, am I like right there in whom you would work with or would you work with somebody that is not just a, a and I don't mean not just, but a solopreneur uh, or a business owner with multiple employees? Like what's your sweet spot?
2: Yeah. My sweet spot is, is business owners and they can absolutely be a solopreneur. Those are great. Um, but they can also be somebody that has 500 employees and, the, the important part of that is that they don't report to a board of directors, they don't have to talk to five other people to get approval to do something, but that they can direct their ship. They're steering their ship. Mm-hmm. That's the important part. Interesting. Yeah. And and really, like if I was going to take you through a journey, like the first one is really discovering your gift. Hey, this is what my strengths are. This is really where, where what I love doing. This also, by the way, is what makes most of us successful, you know, is is that piece. Right. right? And then the next is, uh, I, my, uh, my courses are called Pinnacle Pro- Productivity, Pinnacle Offering, Pinnacle Process, and then the first one's Pinnacle Gift. And they're all one-day courses. But the, in productivity, we, we would just really narrow down all the things that you're doing, both in work and outside of work. Mm-hmm. Because as humans, we have it like everything is happening to us. Like it's all coming at us like we have no control. Right.
0: Very reactionary. And, yeah.
2: And by the end of that day, you get to choose. Oh, I'm actually going to do these things. I'm not going to do these things. We're going to do these things later, or I'm going to delegate. And it's, and it's a really uh, powerful way to like, oh, now I can start creating my schedule differently.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so going back to the first part, pinnacle gift, um, do a lot of people have a hard time figuring out what their gift is? And once they are able to identify it more clearly, do they find they're actually – working in something that is around it? Or do people realize, holy cow, I should have done that thing I wanted to do when I was in second grade? Yes. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, it's, it, it's really a fun process because it, there's nothing um, super magical about it. Uh, you know, what, what is the difference is that you actually spend eight hours investigating it. We don't do that. Right. Right. We don't actually, we go, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at that. And then that's about the, as, as strong of a thought as we give it. Right. And, but when you're really crystal clear about what your gift is, what you love doing, what gives you the most return, not just financially, but emotionally and an energy standpoint, it really can guide like, oh, this is the kind of work I want to do in my business. And I'm offloading all this other stuff. Like for me, I'm offloading my bookkeeping. Nobody wants me doing bookkeeping. Right. Well,
0: same. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. I'm like,
0: huh, I need to pay for things. Uh, Okay, so that's fascinating because I talk a lot about with people, what makes your tail wag? What makes your tail wag? And if it makes your tail wag, it's in the direction that you should go in. It reminds me of, like, you know, if you're playing a game and you have to um, quickly decide, like, which road you're going to take. It's like, you know, take the one that has your tail wagging. And it's not always the easy road. It's just the one that you're sort of excited about. And it's okay to have some fear about that. Just, like, you know, see what happens. Um, And so... I think about that a lot with myself and a lot with people that I work with. And it's fascinating how many people aren't necessarily doing the thing that makes their tail wag. And it reminds me, I had a cookie business for a while, one smart cookie. And everyone would tell me, oh my gosh, your cookies are amazing. They're so delicious. They're so beautiful. And that sustained me. That You know, I'm a words of affirmation person. And so that sustained me for a really long time until it didn't. And then I felt like I think there's a movie. um, I can't remember if it's Chocolat or some movie where the ingredients that go into the chocolate, it's like how it makes you feel. Mm. And I felt like with my cookies... I was doing them for all these different events and whatever. And I felt like there was like a bitterness or a crankiness. And I'm like, I don't really want those ingredients going into my cookies. And so I, I stopped my business. Like, that was it. And in the past, I have had a tendency to self-sabotage and be a quitter. And this felt different for me. This felt like I wasn't quitting something. I was deciding something finally. Mm. And realizing that the... The feedback that I was getting, the positive feedback, it didn't sustain me. It's like the stereotype of what people talk about with Chinese food, right? It tastes delicious, but it doesn't sustain you. You're hungry. And I realized that with my business, all of the positive affirmations were wonderful, but it didn't sustain me and make me want to continue it.
2: Yeah. that's You think about business owners in general, right? So many of them have done the thing, made the thing Accomplished, you know, or having success, but yet they're still not satisfied.
0: Right. And that's,
2: and that all has to do with their, what they got into business for. They're probably not spending their time doing. They're not in their gift. They're not doing the things that really excite them.
0: Right. Which then leads to kind of the next part about that, which clearly the universe is rising up to like bunk me on the head because um, I was, again, Told over uh, the break that boundaries were going to be important for me, that uh, being heard is really important for me, and that finding a team to um, offload things to were really important to me. And you just said as much. So, um, so did you say the next step is process or Pro- productivity? Okay,
2: because right now you, you're you're clear around what your gift is. You have that you have that really cemented in. So now, how do you apply that to your productivity? Right and. And I have it that there's four pillars and there's you know you've got your your prep right and then there's working in your gift yep yep and then there's um, purge right getting rid of the messes and clutters in your life <laughs> and oh let's not forget the most important one a personal time right right and uh, when we go through the go through the process I actually we we start with scheduling personal time first right because that's where we get that's where life is, right? That's where the juice is. That's where we're, that's where we get to rejuvenate, really get, spark our creativity and do all that. When we're in the weeds. Right. We don't really get that. So having that space and then that ability, really shifting the way that we were both brought up in, which was work really hard in a lot of hours.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> and,
2: and shifting and away from that. you'll get the gold watch. Yes, exactly.
0: And it turns out that's not necessarily the case. So with somebody like me who is a uh, raging ADHDer, um, like I take meds for it, and it helps me tremendously. I take enough that I can function, and, and it works for me. I had uh, Jessica Ross, who is a um, psychiatric nurse practitioner on my show a month or so ago, and she was talking about this. And then I have um, – I find that certain processes help, Um and that that's really important. Um, for the holidays, I got myself a, remote, a remarkable tablet. So I'm a hand, I'm a tactile person. I need to write things down. The number, if I had a dollar for every notebook, pad of paper, <sighs> planner, you know, whatever that I purchased. Because, like, this is going to be the solution. This is going to be the thing that helps me with my productivity. Like, I would be a wealthy woman indeed. So it's interesting that the productivity comes even before process.
2: Yeah, because it's important that you first create what it is that you're, like right now, let's say that you're spending 30, 40% of time working in your gift. Mm -hmm. That's probably more than most. (laughs) Right. Right. And if we can now expand that to like, hey, you're spending 60, 70, 80% of your time working in your gift, and then your team's handling the rest of that. Right. Think about how much easier it is to grow think about how much more satisfied you are with what you're doing because you're sitting there doing the stuff you love to do all the time.
0: Right. So when you're working with people, I would imagine, because this would be my pushback, great, I'm a solopreneur. I am basically breaking even in what I'm doing with my business and that kind of thing. How am I supposed to find this team? Where is this team?
2: Are you calling small business owners cheap?
0: I'm calling us Thrifty and frugal okay. and 100% <laughs> cheap.
2: <laughs> no, it's really great. I, I I actually do that work with. I have an introductory workshop that I do, and I, I literally will walk through a scenario that shows you, hey, by actually paying somebody else to do this, you can make more money. But that's the that's the problem. As business owners, we get stuck in like, oh no, that's that's outgoing money, right? And also accountants like, hey, how you're paying this, right? And so you got to got to really uh, do the math on on. Working that out,
0: right, well, and I mean, it's the whole spend money to make money thing yep, right, and it's it's actually quite true, and i I too finally offloaded uh, my bookkeeping because I realized that i wasn't even it's not even about just paying people, I wasn't even invoicing people because I love what I do so much, and that's great, however. I need to pay or I need to get paid, bill my clients yeah. <laughs> so that I can pay so that I can do the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about control issues. <gasps> I may have some. All right. All right. We'll be right back with Gary Malcolm.
1: Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative
3: solutions. Serve daily. Counseling.com.
1: Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. The statement has not been evaluated by the FDA.
0: Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am chatting with Gary Malcolm of Key Growth Coaching. I feel a little guilty, not at all, uh, because I'm getting some one on one coaching, especially at the beginning of 2022. And, and, um, really trying to hone in on what it is that I want to do. So before the break, I mentioned control. So some small business owners, okay, me, I, <laughs> like one of the things that I know that I need to do that it's also not in my wheelhouse along with um, my bookkeeping is regularly posting on social media, really uh, keeping up that dialogue, working on it. And, It's just a fact of owning a business now. I mean, Instagram is essentially the white pages that it, you know, we once had. You need to be there. You need to show up. And I, in my head, do it. So this is where my ADHD comes in. Like, in my head, I'm like, I take the picture. I do this. I do that. Then the follow-up, not so good for me. And then there's also then the control of relinquishing that and trusting that somebody else will be able to get what's in my head. Thoughts?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to share that? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's almost two different things there, too. Uh, like you, I'm pretty guilty about that as well. Like, yep, I have this, all these things I have that I want to be able to bring forth content-wise on social media and everywhere else. and And it just is the last thing that I do because that's not as fun as... Being in communication with somebody, really, we're doing the work and kind of right. seeing the transformation for me is what is what juices me up, wags my tail, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the other piece that m- most business owners really fall into the trap is is that I'm I've done it my way, whatever that process is. How do you hand that off to somebody? And 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 that's where people really like uh, you know short arm it right? Like, right, like really bring it back because it's like. I want somebody else to do this, like we have the thought, but when it comes to actually doing it, I don't trust people to do it right or do it the way that I want it to be done or whatever that excuse might be.
0: So funny because I'm going through my head and I'm like, no, Gary, that's not what it is for me. Like for me, it's that I'm afraid that it won't be my voice that's coming Mm -hmm. through, right? And then I'm thinking about the holidays and when the kids like bake or when they're doing something and... I, I've i gotten better, but I'm like, maybe you want to do this. And so I'm realizing that, no, no, you're right. It's, it's not just wanting to make sure that uh, passing it off to someone else, my voice will still continue to be there. You're right. It is that I've done it this way. Yeah. And, you know, like, this is a really good way of doing it. Meanwhile, probably a teenager that is in – um you know, good at social media could run circles around me and have it done in two seconds.
2: Yeah. And, and what we, what we really aren't saying too is like, are we willing to live with a mistake? Like, God forbid, what if somebody made a mistake?
0: I keep trying to say because, because it's okay for us well, to do it,
2: but somebody else can't.
0: Right. Well, because <laughs> then it's ours. Yeah. We made the mistake of yeah. trusting that someone else yeah. would do it. And, I keep saying as a mantra to, to myself, to others, hoping eventually I'll believe it, that um, perfect is the enemy of good and that I, I'm never going to achieve perfection. Can I achieve good? Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah.
2: And, and so can that teenager that can help us with social media. <laughs> right? Okay. So as a side
0: note for anybody that is listening out there, there needs to be forward thinking college students, even high school students that know their way around Twitter, creating uh, pictures on things like Canva or Word Swag or whatever it is. You could totally get a job helping small business owners create content, learning how to use Hootsuite and other um You know, management, social media, management, calendar systems and help these businesses out and also have a skill, a life skill that could help you pay for college, could help you pay for school. It may be something that's interesting to you. So come on, folks. Like there are small businesses that are looking for people like you. Yeah, I mean, because it's, you know, it can take one person. I mean, I think that I'm fairly good. And I can come up with a post fairly quickly. But I think about all of the kids and my own kids when I watch them posting something. And, you know, over the holidays, like, oh, here's our Feast of the Seven Fish. And, you know, they've got all these awesome captions and stickers and, like, filters and fonts. And I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, that control thing um, is definitely important and letting go of control so that uh, you're okay with good. Yeah. Okay, so now we've worked through productivity. Where have we moved?
2: So so now it's offering. Ooh. Yeah, so um, have you hit your ideal customer, right? Are you giving them your ideal product and service? And that's what we do is we make sure that those are married up and we really look at that.
0: Okay. So basically you're offering being, you know, if I am hoping to be in every household by the end of 2022 <laughs> by TV, book, radio, airwaves, podcast, um, figuring out the best way for me to then do that and to get it out there.
2: Yeah, uh, and as a and as a business coach, I got to be able to tell you and go, uh, you don't want to be in every household. <laughs> no, I really you know, don't. You, know, you don't. You don't. I really but, don't. But what we really do want to find is that is that match, and right. make sure that it really matches up. Um, and it's uh, just as an example of clients that have like a, a. I have clients come into the come into that course with, you know, 150, 200 clients, and by the end of the day, they realize, oh my goodness, these top 10, 12 that are my highest paying clients are not my ideal customers. They're taking all the time. They're taking all the energy. And all the fun. My, my like, staff hates working with them. My da-da-da, mm-hmm. right? All this stuff. And and then they start really getting a, an idea of what it is that their ideal customer. Oh, it's this one that doesn't ask for the world because they're paying the world. There's It's this one or whatever it is. And it just really, uh, it's that's really gratifying. You that know, brings to, up to see that.
0: two things. Uh, one when working with clients, um, something that I'll say to them is stop talking to the person in the back of the room. The person in the back of the room is easily distracted. They're probably talking to the person that's next to them. They're really not vested in what it is that you're saying or selling or providing. They are not your people. The people that are your people are the ones that are in the front of the room. And you're not paying enough attention to them. You are looking over them. And So that reminds me of what you're talking about with the clients. And then now my business model that I think is brilliant is a cross between the person that my mother wanted to make our wedding cake, this woman in Princeton that had a baking business. She baked cakes out of her home Everyone loved her. She would set her schedule for the year. And let's say she would say, I'll make 35 wedding cakes this year. If you, if that date was taken, done. Mm. And I thought that was a brilliant business model, which goes back to your productivity thing yep. of she set up first when her time was that she was wanted off. So that determined when she was willing to work. Yep. So I'm tracking with you without even realizing it. My second business model is Lucy Van Pelt from Charlie Brown and her advice booth. (laughs) Now, my husband pointed out that perhaps she is not the best business icon because she was a bully. I sort of disagree (laughs) because she would just like set up the advice booth. People came to her. She wasn't overpriced. I mean, really, it was quite a steal. And she was direct and honest.
2: Yeah. So she was like you. She just gave it to him straight.
0: Right. Yeah. And
2: so, of course, you have an affinity for
0: it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, <laughs> this is how it is. And she just sort of like vomited her thoughts over people. And it was for them to sort of like pick it up and go on their way and do with it what they will. So, like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be Lucy that only works X number of weeks a year. So. That's my goal, Gary. Great.
1: Might want to charge more than a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Very good point.
0: Uh, You know, it's like it's that follow through piece that I'm like, I don't want to have to take them by the hand and leave my booth, the comfort of my booth, and, you know, show them how to get to this place and this place and this place. I'm like, there's got to be somebody that can help them with that. And hopefully I have resources that can do that. Okay. So my offerings. We have now determined... My offering, which is basically my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind. <laughs> um, so now I think process is the last one.
2: Yeah, process is the last one. And, it, and that's all about whether it's trademarking or building a system or building a brand or building a, a chain or, um, yeah, any, anything like that, right? Just really building it so that it's repeatable. And also, you know, with... Bottom line, making it saleable and scalable, right? Right. Your business, right? And it's a uh, an example of that or like my wife and I have this this uh new business idea that she wants to do. It's all around dogs, I'll tell you off the air. Ooh. Yeah. It's all really right. great. But uh she uh, but we've already gone through the phases of like, oh, and then once we've do we've done this, we can just repeat it. Right. Right. Once we've built it and put the put the systems in place.
0: Yeah. See that's the thing that's When it comes to, I have tons of ideas for inventions, some of which I've shared and uh, some of which I'm holding close to the vest. However, like, so with those things, the whole scalable going from one to one to one to many um, makes more sense. However, I find that when I'm consulting clients and doing that kind of um, intuitive branding piece, um, that is definitely a one to one. Yeah. So, you know but i love the sound of my own voice and so i'm happy to consult <laughs> <with> people
2: <laughs>
0: okay so in addition to these um, these one day courses that you do can people then work with you on an ongoing basis is it i'll go ahead and i'll ask the question is it like sometimes with therapy where you end up meeting with somebody and it gets to a point where you're just kind of like hey so this is what's going on this week or do you have, like, an ongoing plan and a goal set so that the person doesn't have to, you're not their guru, if you will?
2: Yeah. Every, it is a, you mentioned it earlier, it's a teach-to-fish teach to process. Like, once you've done the courses, you have all that you need to, to continue on. And, of course, you can use me. <laughs> right. right, Of course. And I have plenty of clients that do. Um, but, it is, but it is more about um, now you know. Right. And and now there is either you build in your own accountability or you hire somebody like me to have that accountability and you and you move forward. Um, I lo- also love working with startups,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, tech startups, things like that. I have a, a great partner in that for consulting, um, and that's that's a lot of fun too because those people are are uh, generally overworkers. As well, Oh, right? yeah. And they're
0: so in that in their head with those things. And so then to have somebody that can support laying down, as you say, the pillars, which then create the foundation for this amazing thing that you want to build. Um, that's so nice. Well, and the ongoing consulting that you can offer, it's like I tease you about it. But at the same time, it's nice for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners to have that um third-party sort of board of directors, right? You know, they don't have mm-hmm. to answer to you in in conferring with you. They're answering to themselves.
2: Yeah, they really are just are doing what they say they want to do, right? And, you know, it's not like I'm just... Uh, when you do ongoing coaching with me, I, you, and I always love to start people with my course, if I have one gift to give to everybody, it'd be do the courses. Take your business through the... Take you and your business through the courses. Yep, yep. <laughs> Let everything else figure it out. But on the ones that... Um, we do engage in a coaching uh, package or whatever that is. It's it's more about yeah, I need somebody to hold me accountable to doing this, and it's and it's all results different. It's not just to make you feel better. That's right. not the point, right? right? Like it's I need to see that you've got more time, that you're having more time with your family, with your friends, and you're doing all that. Oh, and you're making more money,
0: right? Like, and that's
2: the so it's it's a it's a that's a win win. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yep. So, what was the thing when you were in second grade or seven or eight? What did you play? Uh, soccer. Okay. What about imaginative play?
2: Imagining.
0: Imaginative play.
2: Imaginative play. Oh, geez. Um, you know, I, as far as far back as I can kind of remember, it's always been competitive, right? It might be making that last second shot with my Nerf ball through the Nerf hoop, but it's always yeah. Um,
0: So it's always been um, results driven, competitive, and uh, likely with the assistance of a team. Yeah. See, I I am, Eric, I am working on this theory. (laughs) I am going to write like a thesis about if we all go back to that second grade, seven, eight year old self, you know, the things that we did then, how is it showing up in what we're doing now? I'm convinced.
2: Oh yeah, I'm super competitive. I love moving numbers, like, and that's that's you know, it's like I get the satisfaction out of doing that for clients. I get the fat satisfaction doing that for work. Yep. Right. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Uh, so, where did um, as we were saying, it's one thing to have your gift and you know you do the kind of the the one to one. You apply it to your own business, whatever it is. When did a shift take place, and you knew that you needed to share this with others?
2: Well, the the shift took place when it started making the difference for me. When once I started, fig, you know, because we read tons of books, right? And we do all these things to like further our growth and do the things, but it's not often what we know that makes the difference. Because we all have a lot of this knowledge to do to do better, to do different, to do make mm-hmm. shifts, to transform what we're doing. It's the practice, right? And right. putting things into practice and actually doing, you know, taking some sort of methodology and putting it into practice.
0: So that requires discipline. Yes. Huh. What's the magic pill for having discipline?
2: Do what you say you're going to do.
0: Yeah, that's not. <laughs> that doesn't, work? <laughs> that <laughs> that doesn't uh, work? That doesn't work. That doesn't work? No. I mean, you know, like, I <laughs> discipline is a really hard thing. You know, like, this is why New Year's resolutions for me, you know, like, I'm going to put put on my lotion every night and take off. Luckily, I don't wear makeup, but like take off my makeup before I go to bed every night. And, you know, by night two, I'm like, "Eh, I wasn't even really wearing any makeup, so I don't have to worry about washing my face. (laughs) So that that discipline like that's that's a business right there. Trying to figure out
2: how to inspire it. Yeah. And that's where that accountability piece comes in. And that's where that's, you know, like for you to have a team around you, and one of the, one of those team members is your accountability buddy that's like, hey, did you wipe off your makeup?
0: Oh, is that <laughs> how that yeah, works? Yeah, yeah, Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay. You could
2: even use somebody close to you, you know, like your husband.
0: I could. Well, could. yeah, could. I, I could. You could. So in a way, it's sort of like when raising our four kids and, and you know, it was the Constant, did you say please? Did you say thank you? Did you wash your hands? Did you wipe? Like all of these. Did you do your homework? So um, I have been an accountability partner for years for my kids.
2: Oh, I think you're an accountability people buddy for lots of other people.
0: Yeah, well, probably. Probably. And you know what? Like calling all cars, I need somebody to return (laughs) the favor. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. It's the whole team. And that I have um, functioned too much as – kind of my own entity and not uh, relying on the kindness of
2: strangers
0: (laughs) (laughs) or people that aren't strangers. Um, Okay. I want to make sure that you get an opportunity to um, let people know how they can connect with you before we have to end. So if people are interested in your course, in your coaching and consulting, where are they going to find you?
2: Keygrowthcoaching.com. And you can register there for a free introductory workshop, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, the 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 really simple gift for any entrepreneur out there that is any size of business, but is like I said, controls their ship, um, is take the courses. It's just really awesome. simple. Okay.
0: Yep. And are they um, certain times or are they they're, ongoing?
2: They're 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 one they're all one day courses, kind of a nine to five type of deal. So it's. Not that much of a commitment. I always do them on Fridays because I want people to, like, not have to worry about their work week in front of them. Okay. They're getting them done, and then, they're, then they've are then they got a weekend also to kind of process everything that they've just picked up on.
0: Smart. Yeah. Good offering with an excellent process. Yes. yes. Clearly, you are working on your gift. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Okay. Um, and then... What is your thing that you make sure that you have time for? Because that's one of the first things that you talked about. So I want to circle back in our last minute. What's your thing that you make oh, sure you have time for?
2: Oh, my, my amazing wife, Alicia. Nice. My two grown daughters, which are, you know, just the love of my life. So they're both amazing. Um, and just all the rest of my family and friends. I just am blessed, you know, and, and being able to spend that time with them. Yep. That's, that's, that's the juicy stuff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people assume that um, that your why is those people. Um, and I, I'm i not sure. I'm still conflicted about that. In a way, it's your why because, like, you know, these things. However, my why is because it's the gift that I've been given and I've been charged with sharing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the benefit is that I get to do these things with my family. Yep. So, yeah, it's an interesting It's an interesting take. Um, Eric, how much time do we have left?
1: We've got about 60 seconds.
0: Wow. Okay. Any questions you want to ask me, Gary?
2: Yeah. What are you going to do differently?
0: Well, I think I'm going to take your course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because, um, I mean, kidding aside, it's that, you know, you're right. I do. I am coming to Uh, embrace what my gift is it's a weird thing how vanity um and humility they can get really murky that you have this thing where you're supposed to be humble about your gifts and you're not supposed to go out and brag and yet um the idea then of using your gifts feels like a certain amount of bragging yeah so anyway
2: But, but that's a lot better than what most of us do which is you know Beat ourselves up when we do something wrong.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you to Gary and thank you to Eric as always. Everyone stay connected, stay distant, but stay connected and have a great week.